0: So we're recording and b-roll that'll get that'll get put in there uh, so don't talk about anything you wouldn't want to talk about john.
1: can we talk about how your daughter um bullies me <laughs> yes let that be publicly known PSA. the yes. second i walk in she goes chicken legs she makes fun of my yes. skinny legs yeah. john it's not- gets
2: verbally harassed by a three-year-old and he happened. I mean, it happen and there's it's, more it's just
1: negative reinforcement she says we're yeah, making pancakes and you don't get any <laughs> it gets worse
2: so there's emotional trauma is that, is that what you're saying yes i didn't yes. realize this would be like a psychology <laughs> session i'm not in psychology i just need to get this off my chest do you want us to hold you <laughs> no. No, no, that's alright. You can cry. You can cry on Mark's shoulder. It's not mine. That's true. Both close I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't have anything. That's yes, Mark, not that, Mark. Just to clarify.
0: Mark, C or Mark K. Yep. So welcome to the Strongcast. This episode is called Two and a Half Men. I'll let you figure that out. Uh, it's messed <laughs> up. It's my skinny legs. I work my legs out. They just don't grow. Oh, uh, it's messed up. He also doesn't eat. So yeah, well that's, it's been his that's part. a big problem. What? <laughs> I think Mark Repito says, unless you're like, if you're a man and you're not over 200 pounds, you're not a well, man. Well,
2: neither, all of us no, are not over 200 pounds. I'm getting there.
0: We're getting yeah. there. I feel like at this point, I might as well just get to 200 just to see what it feels like.
2: I, well, I was at 198 and I felt like shit, so. Yeah. Was that uh, when you were swimming? No, nah, I was 1, 198. Last time yeah, we did yeah, that yeah. 20 red squat program and Ow. then we went swimming and I felt like a cinder block. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Like, like, a, like a true bulk dolphin. Like just. <laughs> 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 Bold dolphin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I like a just sank to the, you know, the bottom of the pool. I, I couldn't make my way to the surface. It was really, really bad. Well, I mean, it's all a rage now on social media to be thick anyway, so I think we're
0: on trend. Uh, I, I guess so. <laughs>
2: trend or trend? Trend. Trend. John might
0: be on trend. We'll know. What is trend? I don't even know. Trend below? I, sure.
2: I, I'm going to show my ignorance by saying I don't know. I really some don't. kind of steroid that it these is. kids like to do now. I don't mm-hmm. know what it does exactly. None of these kids know what the real, like the original formula of Jack 3D is like, right? I do. You mean besides containing <laughs> meth? Yeah. Hey, if it worked really well, obviously they had to ban it. Ah, uh, Communist. Oh, before we get yeah. too far along. We have stuff.
0: Yeah, merch. Yeah that we're pumping out
2: that i'm not drinking out of
0: yeah you already drank all this stuff yeah we have have shirts oh
1: yeah yeah i'll I'll put up like a
0: little posty thing a little little link to show yeah but um because you know we need equipment and nice (laughs) like christmas is coming and the holidays are expensive i have a child Mark's trying to get big john needs to get
2: bigger legs I knew um, whatever food. you can
1: yeah. do to help this child. Whatever
2: you can do to help a child in need. For <laughs> <We're only laughs> pennies a day. <laughs> My dad
1: consists of spinach pie, spinach <laughs> a uh yeah. usually twice a day, yeah. and uh, water. That's yeah. it. Not gonna
2: lie,
1: <laughs> lie. lie, it is pretty good. The yeah. <laughs> spinach pies are pretty
0: good. He just needs to eat like about ten more of those a day. Yeah.
2: But you know, today's show we wanted to bring John on for, you know, he he's been around Sarasota for a while, and he's he's done he's bro- he's written a book. He's competed in OCR and strongman. Yes, and ninja so, warrior. And what? Ninja warrior. And, and ninja, ninja warrior. Not not the American ninja warrior, but a couple of yeah, yeah. So, so we'll we'll talk about your athletic background, your mindset and training, and we'll we'll get going. I like there. that you said that yeah. he's been
1: around Sarasota.
2: Been around Sarasota. Grew up here. Uh, yeah. Know a lot of people and yeah.
1: uh, have uh, a lot of a lot of good friends that I've met over the years. For sure. Yeah. For sure.
2: Awesome. So like, how did you how you get started in uh, with your athletic career? Like. So uh, growing,
1: growing up, I was always active. So as a kid, you know, running, climbing, I was always outside, but then I started lifting weights when I was uh, 16. Okay. And I couldn't afford a personal trainer, so yeah. I, just, uh, I would just learn on my own. I'd, I'd Google stuff, research as much as I could online, okay. a lot of conflicting resources, and then just trial and error. I'd ask people at the gym, I'd be like, excuse me, you know, what are you doing? And they'd yeah. explain. Um, so over the years, I learned the hard way. So I had good strength gains. But at the same time, I led to imbalances, so I had yeah. uh, iliotibial yeah, band syndrome. These, these
2: kids these days, like they, they have all the key codes now. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, fact, they, do. they do. We all had to they do it do. through trial and error. So, yeah, a lot what. of
1: injuries, a yeah. lot of imbalances. Uh, upper cross syndrome, so internal rotation. Uh, at one point, my shoulder would crack and pop when I would lift it. Um, Keep talking. Separated shoulders, so uh, everything from, uh, yeah, no, just all kinds of injuries. The list goes on. Plantar fasciitis. Oh, and uh, what else did I going? on? The, uh, are we still going? Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, over the years I learned the hard mm-hmm. way. Got into I always loved uh, cross training, so I never okay. I tried different routines like powerlifting. I tried you know yeah. all kinds of training, but ultimately I came back to cross training. With the rise of obstacle course races, that was okay. where I found my uh, my initial passion. So jumped into uh, Spartan races, savage races, uh, all kinds of competitions. And uh, I started realizing that um, my love for lifting heavy and, and running, um, I could combine it. So that took a lot of trial yeah. on there. And I started pursuing the credentials as a personal trainer. Yeah. So my CPT, uh, CAFS, which is from yeah. the Grand Institute. It's more yeah. for physical therapists. Yeah. Um, then PES, Performance Enhancement Specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the, uh, the FMT certification, uh, a hybrid cert, Called uh, complete human performance from uh, okay. Alex Viata, hybrid athlete. Okay, yeah. So uh, all kinds of different certs, and uh, started applying that to training, and then I started performing better. So I started uh, getting top three or top five or eighth out of the twelve hundred yeah. at the Spartan. Uh, jumped into strongman competitions mm-hmm. and uh, Ninja Warrior. So my, my point is, I'm trying to brand myself as a hybrid athlete. Yeah, and uh, that supports my. And I, I
2: feel like that's like the route to go for his. Like my my idea of like a complete athlete is someone who can do everything. So like that's why your crossbow was so intriguing to me and that's why like high performance is so intriguing to me. Like I want to be able to you know obviously you look good but be able to run, jump, swim, lift, carry, you know, a body up a mountain if I have to. Like that that, that kind of stuff. Like that, that, yeah, be be functional. Like you know, I've always said that there you know there's no reason for me to be, you know, you know 250 pounds and not be able to run a mile like it's just cool. yeah so um, you know I'll be I can be strong as a house but like you know if I can't run or do anything like that like then there's no point of me being being called an that, that you're just a strong person you know I agree. so um, yeah that's that's really that's really cool and like the way that you transition from different service and helped you perform better is really interesting as, as well so um let's talk about like some of your your training for because you went from OCR to Strongman, and how the training differs. I
1: uh, basically do the same training, but I'll do specialization. So okay. um, I'll do literally the same training across the board, but when it comes closer to a competition, I'll start to yeah. specialize. Okay. So I'll do um, my hybrid training. It's. Uh, heavy lifting in the early in the week, yeah, and then more endurance training, slow twitch towards the end of the week. So different okay. energy systems to yeah. help you recover more. Yeah. So Monday, for example, I'll do a uh, heavy push day. Okay. So uh, maximum uh, weight for, I break it down into movements. So okay. the body only does a horizontal push, horizontal pull, uh, vertical push, vertical pull, elbow extension, mm-hmm. elbow flexion. Your core does a flexion, rotation, mm-hmm. and anti-rotation. Okay. Legs hip dominant or knee dominant. So I break that up into a, a split routine uh push pull and legs so okay. I'll do heavy push heavy pull heavy legs uh, rest mobility day mm-hmm. then uh conditioning day either i'll do upper body yeah. and then lower body or i'll just combine it full body conditioning uh and then more into like the endurance side and within that i'll do uh cardio mm-hmm. same thing so okay. uh my heavy push day heavy pull i'll do uh spring work heavy push day yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that that'll, that'll
2: benefit uh yeah Fast twitch, twitch, same energy system. So
1: heavy push, uh, sprint work, then Tuesday heavy pull interval training, for that active recovery, Mm -hmm. uh, helping you recover from that lactic threshold. Uh, Then uh, Wednesday I'll do uh, heavy legs, Mm -hmm. and then something functional or like a tempo run. Then uh, rest day, mobility day, and then Thursday conditioning, and I'll throw in another run, uh, more maybe like a 5K. Uh, Saturday or Sunday I'll do steady state, maybe like six miles, seven miles steady state. Um, recently, I took some time off yep. to, to fix my foot, yep. um, but uh, I'm gonna get right back into that. But then when it comes closer to the strongman stuff, yeah. I'd incorporate more, a little bit less running and a little bit more of the, uh, you know, atlas stones or practicing yep. the actual lifts. Okay. Uh, and it's worked well.
2: Yeah, the, the more of the technique is the, obviously like with the strongman equipment, like it's, it, it, it's all foreign to a lot of people, and if you don't have the right technique, you gotta obviously get yourself injured. Yeah. Oh, For sure. So. Yeah. Um, like sport specific. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. specific. Yeah. I think I think uh, one of the most common things that people think is um, you and I had a conversation about this, and 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 a lot of trainers tend to sell this is that people say that training kids on a deadlift um, is going to make them better at say like playing football. But the thing is, there's nothing better than there's nothing that's going to make you as good at football than playing football. There's yeah. nothing as good. There's nothing that's gonna get you as good at doing strongman like training strongman is going teach you. No, well, I, I agree. So you have to be sports specific because there are just specific demands of that sport that that you have to attend to. So that's cool that
2: you do have that. Yeah. Um, there's, I, I think there's definitely correlations to exercises that benefit certain sports. Like, like you said, like the example you used was football. Um, you know, I was telling Trey, the athlete I trained, it's like you're trap bar deadlift has a direct correlation to how fast you're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it it, 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 more yeah, more functionality, sure. um, you know, how much weight you could press through your whole foot is going to translate to how much, you know, how much force you gonna put on a sprint. Yeah. So it, everything correlates, you know, I, I told him, it's like one squat's going to be more beneficial to you athletically than a back squat would. Mm. There's more translation onto the field, you know, I think all athletes, you know, whether you're you know, you're all go you know, from a swimmer to a football player. You guys should be doing thrusters. You know, change of uh, energy systems from lower body to upper body. Yeah. So like things like that. Even if it's like light thrusters or heavy thrusters, like the change of momentum, the change of um, body energies from lower body to upper body has numerous benefits. And it's a full body movement. a thruster. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's that's all. You know, fits into athletics as well. So that's it's really all. Interesting. That's why we're here. We're talking oh, about yeah. all these the specificities. <laughs> specificities and these, these uh, quirky nerd out about exercise science and sports and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. and I take. You an
1: <laughs> I like to separate uh, components where all um, no. uh, my catchphrase for my way of training is maximize movements. So uh, separate components, yeah. uh, energy systems, and then bring it together so you integrate it um, to specialize because yeah. the specif- uh, specificity of applied um, the set. Spec- uh, Specific adaptations of imposed demands. I was having a uh, hard time getting out. A lot of caffeine today. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. I'm actually drinking uh, a
2: a cold brew mimosa. I love it. Cold brew (laughs) mimosa, you're telling me about that.
1: But um, yeah, so it's the principle of set. So specific adaptation to imposed demands. Got it. (laughs) But anyways, that applies. So, um, but I like to separate components before specializing. So, um, you know, maximize movement. So I'd maximize my horizontal press. Get as strong as possible in uh, chest press or, or bench press, uh, even though it's not as functional, uh, you can still maximally load that. Yeah. Uh, horizontal pull, uh, maximal weight, so yeah. five by five. Same thing, oh, vertical press, vertical pull, same every movement and then you take that and you've reached a new strength level and also your nervous system is more efficient, so you have yeah. the neurological side. And then uh, with the further end of the week, as you approach the end of the week with mm-hmm. the conditioning, yeah. you get more slow switch, uh, you know, more mitochondria in your muscles, yeah. um, just more energy efficient. And then when you bring it together for the competition, mm-hmm. you're on a different level. Instead of combining it together, that's the only thing I don't like uh, as much about CrossFit mm-hmm. is it's a lot of blended. Yeah. Where um, if, if I were to do CrossFit, I'd get weaker. Yeah. Uh, because that's uh, true, you, you, it's too integrated. Yeah.
2: Um, right? If you get the right coach programming for CrossFit, because I've, I've been doing CrossFit for almost seven years now. And the way I, because like, I've been in sports forever. so. I'll take it back to when I swam, like when I swam in high school and college, like we, every, every Friday was Fast Friday. So that was our mock race day. Okay. Monday, you knew you were gonna get your ass kicked on Monday because it was just straight endurance, the whole practice. Tuesday was more technique, technique Tuesdays. Wednesday was you, you used your, your week events. So you practice your week events. Thursday, if you, were, if you weren't broken from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the double practices that you had, thursday was your recovery day friday was fast friday saturday you know unless you had a meet on saturday so that that, that's how the flow of practice went and you like you you pretty much knew what you were getting into every every week now with crossfit if you have good coach you know strength wise you know that monday is probably going to be a heavy back squat day you know maximize strength Um, back squats are you know just universally a strong lift for every athlete um, Tuesday was more gymnastic, gymnastic work. Wednesday was another kind of heavy lift with a very long Metcon, kind of like metabolic conditioning. And then Thursday is known in CrossFit as a recovery day. You don't, you don't work out that day. And then Friday you have, you know, either a fun Friday or a like a, <coughs> you know, brute strength has these brute Fridays. So these brutal Friday workouts. So it, it's just kind of maximizing different energy systems and working, working different things. So like the programming is very important. And I think with you, you maximize your programming to the fullest. Like, you know, your body the best, and this is what works for you. And you, you, you pretty much crack the code on how to maximize your physical and human potential. So I think that's really important for a lot of athletes to understand. And like, it's, you know, like you said, it takes a lot of trial and error. And, um, you know, I'm still (laughs) playing around with a lot of my, a lot of my, uh, programs. So, um, but it, it, it's, you know, hearing from what you do is giving me ideas of what I can use in my training. Good, so,
1: good, and to add on yeah. that, um, you're right, it depends on the, uh, the CrossFit um, programming, because, yeah. uh, for example, Henry is mm-hmm. the most, the fittest dude I've ever met, And yeah. also my friend, Zach, who <laughs> yeah. also, they yeah. just do CrossFit. Yeah. So it depends on the programming, you're yeah. right. So yeah. that's true. Yeah. So I think, I think um,
0: you touched on it with the set principle. And um, one thing I do want to ask Mark is that mm-hmm. when whoever it was that was coaching you through CrossFit, um, was, was
2: there was there a cycle where they would repeat the same movements um, like, from week to week? Depending on, so, um, Matt, Matt Saylor, we all yeah. know Matt, he used to do the program at RFS and he, depending on what was going on, so like if Murph was coming up, he would program more pull-ups, push-ups air squats, longer runs okay. to, till we got to Murph. Yeah. And then if we were on like, say like now, like it's bulking season, air quotes bulking season, mm-hmm. we would do more heavy compound movements, probably a little more, um, you know, higher rep ranges. Like right now, like for me, right now personally, I'm repeating my 20 rep back squat cycle. Yeah. So like that would be something that he would probably do during this time period and then you know eight week cycle and then get ready for the, what the next thing would be which would be the open because yeah. the open is going to be in like february i think or january i don't i haven't kept up i haven't done the open in two years so yeah but um yeah depending on what is what event or what you know holiday is coming up or a goal that's coming up is what you would prepare for so okay um you know training specifically like that that's I think every sport does that, too, not just, you know, just CrossFit. But like for individuals like for me, like, uh, you know, I don't really compete anymore, but I have like goals I want to hit. And I knew that I needed to change out of my weightlifting cycle because I hit I hit my PRs probably a little too earlier than I wanted. And then I tried to repeat the same program and I was just not performing as well. Um, my, My lifts were all over the place. My snatch would go up, and my cleans would go down. Where previously they were the opposite, and then I wasn't hitting the same numbers. So I was like, you know what? We stop Olympic lifting completely. Work on just 20 reps back squat. Add five pounds each session. You know, 12 reps of deadlifts. Add five pounds each session. Three sets of 12 bench press. Add five pounds each session, and do that three times a week. And that's the only things that I work on. Yeah. So it. it you know, do that for eight weeks and then go back to Olympic lifting and see how I do. And I'll probably, you know, I'll probably be just, you know, twice as strong because I'll be hammering those three simple movements instead of trying to focus on these two movements. And they're, you know, they're very complicated and like specific movements, movement patterns. Like if you're an inch off, you're not going to get a snatch. Like it's just, you know, a lot of pressure mentally and it's a little, a little little mentally draining, so. So you're kind of narrowing the focus. Yeah, just narrowing the focus. you know, not trying to put as much, and, like you, we haven't touched on this mental part, but you know, if you train only two movements, like it kind of gets consuming yeah. to where like, you know, if I don't hit a certain number on this, then I'm like, ah, oh, workout's ruined. So like just, if you have a very broad um, expectation mm. of what you need to do, it's, you know, it's a little more relaxing, a little less anxiety oh, yeah. when it's you less go pressure. into the workout. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, so. The reason why I asked that is because even, um, so, even if it's broad, it's still kind of narrow because you have specific things you're working on. You're yep. working on what did you call it? You've got your, your goals for like 2021.
2: You have a name for it. Oh, uh, Project, Project Pegasus? Project, yeah, Project yeah. Pegasus. Yeah. That Can I you just quickly what describe did. what so, Project Pegasus is? Uh, only two people so far have completed the first two tasks of it. And I even, even listened to um, Chasing Excellence podcast with Ben Berdron. Mm-hmm. And he even said like the third one's kind of obsolete. But um, only it's basically squat 500 pounds, run a sub five minute mile in the same day, and then 30 muscle-ups unbroken. Um, ben Bergeron added like, you know, what would be more impressive than 30 muscle-ups unbroken would be 50 strict handstand push-ups unbroken. So now that he said that, I was like, well, screw the muscle-ups, you know? Like, cause yeah. I did, you know, without trying, I did 12. Uh, you know, I'm broken. I was like, oh, that's not too far away from 15. Yeah. If I can get to 15, I can get to 20, and that's oh, wow. my mindset. So, True. True. I was like, you know, 50 strict handstand push-ups. That's that seems you know, yeah, pretty challenging. So that that that'd be that'd be really interesting to try. And then obviously, there's a fine line between, you know, well, not a fine line, but. You, you have to squat 500 pounds, but you also have to be agile and light enough to run a sub five minute mile. Mm. So basically, I have to make myself into uh Clydesdale or a, uh, a thoroughbred horse yeah. to mm. accomplish this goal. Yeah. Which you know, it seems. Uh, you know, I'm excited for it. I, yeah. I, I'm going to enjoy the process. Well, no. that's that's kind of
0: what it's um, yeah. kind of what John has done, and it's interesting watching mm-hmm. the stuff yeah. he Running is you do do the OCRs and everything. What's what's the general distance? on like a, a
1: typical OCR? Yeah. There's, uh, for Savage races or Spartan races, there's mm-hmm. typically two. There's the yeah. uh, the first one, the Blitz, or the um, Spartan Sprint, which is three to five miles. Okay. okay. More towards three, about three, yeah. three to four miles. And then the um, the other one's gonna be uh, seven, about seven miles, seven to be 7 about 7 miles 7 So uh So depending on which one you do, I've been focusing more on the shorter one, just because yeah. I'm more power-based naturally, yeah. so uh, fast kind comes easier for me. But um, the other one is more competitive, obviously. Okay. Uh, and the prize money for a savage race is higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's more expensive. It <laughs> uh, yeah, usually usually always is. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it varies. But okay. uh, then again, if, if you can run, if you do that steady state, you just increase the distance, your mm-hmm. general work capacity. Yeah. Uh, and then it's you can easily do the the second one the same as you could with the blitz. The sure. courses, so. so So
0: the yeah. reason why I'm asking this is because I always want to try to make what we're talking about as nerds and kind of break it down for people so they understand. Um, this principle of SET is really good. Um, it's, it's part of the reason why John has sort of developed his, his uh, program around New Exist is that he didn't like what he was seeing in CrossFit, and I understand that the, the reason why um, the, for the general practitioner of CrossFit, just you know your average mom or dad who goes into CrossFit like in the morning, um, there is no, the problem with it is, is there's not enough specificity, and there's not enough uh, like progressive overload. And what, ha- what ends up happening is you get if you start off coming off the street you get thrown in the middle of an Olympic weightlifting cycle that maybe lasts a week Mm -hmm. and then you don't get any specificity any like uh, actual like technique you don't develop any specificity around that actual Mm -hmm. lift and then you move on to something else the next week and while it really doesn't matter for the average general population it it matters for us because we have very specific goals and even even with our very broad goals they're still very narrow the problem with most people is that um, really, it's a matter of injury prevention and keeping you safe. So, I mean, this is why people kind of, um, kind of, CrossFit is such a whipping boy for a lot of people because if you're in the bodybuilding space, you have a very specific focus on bodybuilding. If you're powerlifting space, you have a specific focus on powerlifting, and obviously, if you're an OCR or, cross- or um, uh, strongman space, yeah. you have very specific focuses. And what's what's cool about what John's doing is that there's actually the two worlds have sort of collided, or well, the three worlds between.
2: Power- I he's pretty much a hybrid athlete all, around, yeah, all the yeah. way around. So there's a measure of like five worlds colliding. It's yeah. almost like the multiverse coming into one. <laughs> yeah. I'm nerding out point. right now. And so. crossover. <laughs> it's like a multiverse
0: and a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all coming together where he's working endurance. So the thing that I'm most intrigued about is for the longest time, and, and this, is, this is gonna blow your mind, as people grow, their understanding of the world can also evolve. And so don't ever expect that people Wait, will just be locked in any specific no ideas, and, I, and this is, that's the closest yeah. that I'm gonna scratch on politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the reason why I say that is because, for me for the longest time, I was always a three to five rep guy, because I always wanted to develop power, and having lived in Los Angeles, most people's focus in Los Angeles is they don't wanna, a lot of people wanna be the next TV star, so TV puts on an extra 10 pounds, the last thing you wanna do is really, or the last thing I encourage people to do is do bodybuilding, because it puts on more mass, especially for women. So if you train in a more neurologic three to five rep space, you get a lot of intensity, um, and you still get a lot of progress because it's a lot of work, and so calorically it's also very intense, but you don't get the same uh, uh, sarcoplasmic growth, I wanna say, as as doing like more bodybuilding or anything beyond six to 10, 10 to 15 reps. That's why I always avoided that. Um, the thing about CrossFit is it does kinda make you a little beefy. Um,
2: it's it's this a lot of volume. it's a lot of volume it's a lot of core. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that like you know you're doing you're doing squats, you're doing thrusters, you're di- doing deadlifts, you're doing clean Olympic lifting. It's the whole your diaphragm, your diaphragm, your, your abdominals and your lower back are really being worked every single day. So you're obviously like a lot of CrossFit athletes especially if you watch the CrossFit games a lot of the, the men and women, you know, they're just very muscular around their, you know, their chest, their their abs and their their back, like they're they're all very solid trunks. They all have very sure. very solid sure. trunks. So you never see anybody with a, you know, you don't see like these kind of bodybuilder esque CrossFit athletes where you know they have like the curvy figures or whatever yeah. like that. Like and should.
1: there's nothing wrong with uh, yeah. with muscle mass as yeah. long as you uh, you build the muscle um, while. Having the cardio because mm-hmm. you get that perfusion. So uh, if you build the muscle without any cardio, you're not going to have the vascularity to support that muscle. Yeah, exactly. Then, then when you go running, it's just more oxygen demand. You're yeah. just going to be, uh, you know, have a hard time with running. But if you, you know, do the running, uh, not necessarily the same day. You can do the same day yeah. as I do. But um, as you do the cardio side with training and building that lean muscle, you get that perfusion, mm-hmm. that vascularity uh, as the the muscle develops. So then it's more oxygenated. Um, so that's really important because it's hard to. It takes much longer to uh, get that, that vascularity once you have that muscle developed, yeah. as opposed to just developing with it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, a lot of people don't uh, maximize their nervous system. So the neurological side, as you talked about, uh, it is important yeah. because uh, your body becomes more efficient. You uh, recruit more uh, more motor units to uh, see so more explosive, but uh, a lot of people don't ever get in that low rep range, and that maximizes your nervous system. It makes you more efficient. It, it also, uh, I think it helps overall with just your body awareness and coordination in general. Um, and, uh, you know, having a heavy load in your back, your nervous system is on point because yep. it's got to manage everything. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that helps when it, it translates directly. Uh, those who don't train in that low rep range you just do mid reps, mm-hmm. high reps, they miss out on that benefit and it gets your joints used to heavier weights. So you're yep. less injury prone as well. Exactly. So I, think just,
2: I, think that, I, I think that's why I needed the break between from just straight Olympic lifting because I was doing a lot of you know five five to one rep weights and you know you know i'm getting older as an athlete certain things starting to bother me so like i started getting a little hip shift you know my right knee started to bother me i started getting like jumper's knee and i was like i've never had any of these joint issues before I'm like what why is it happening now and i was like oh well i've been on an olympic weightlifting cycle for almost 16 to 24 weeks now maybe i should switch out of it. And then once I started doing 20 rep cycle, which I've done only for like a week now, no knee pain, no hip shift, nothing. It's just good. good. So I, I feel great. Um, I've also, cause it's November I've been running. So my goal is like 60 miles this month. So that's what two miles a day. So November, that's why I have this creepy, you know, corn stash going on. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: That's good that with yeah. running, I was yeah. gonna say. Um, a lot of people don't realize the modern running shoe has uh, such a heel lift, it's squishy, yeah. and so it shifts you forward, and oftentimes it forces you to heel strike, but yeah. so also it takes away from uh, proprioception, so um, it's kind of like, if you want to protect your, your, your eyes mm-hmm. from the sun, you wear sunglasses, you don't wear a blindfold. Yeah. So wearing uh, the modern running shoe is like blindfolding your feet, where you don't have that feedback from your feet, you know, that proprioception yeah. from the ground, and that's so important because um, there's actually been uh, studies where if you take off- I've been shoes, running in these, Oh, not bad. These, these
2: no bulls, not bad. and these are the only shoes I'll ever wear, because I used to be a Nike, not a Nike athlete, but Florida State had Nike gear, and um, yeah, I hate Nike now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these Nike shoes suck. Like, they're the they're the worst. So. Those are not bad. They're, yeah. yeah, they're minimal yeah. drop. Oh, minimal drop. Yeah, like I, yeah. I literally could do everything in these. And I, my my feet feel fine. Um, I probably wouldn't wear I wouldn't normally wear the high tops for running, but you know, make do what you gotta do, you know, yeah. so. But with
1: uh, the minimal, uh, the more appropriate reception, yeah. uh, it's actually increased cadence, so, uh, because you have more feedback from mm-hmm. your brain, so your nervous system lets your legs move faster, uh, and you can apply more more force, where if you take a power lifter, and you take the shoes off, uh, once their feet get comfortable, oftentimes their lifts shoot up, because before, your brain was limiting you, because mm-hmm. your, your mm-hmm. brain doesn't know where your feet are, so why is it gonna allow maximal, you know, exertion? So, um, that feedback from your brain to your feet is so important, uh, mm-hmm. but if you, uh, there's actually more injuries with running than weightlifting and powerlifting because of yeah. the modern running shoe. It, it changes your biomechanics and forces you to heel strike, which shocks your system It sends a jolt up your knees. Makes up so your much head. sense now. Well, uh, is, uh, yeah, well, the so problem about sense.
0: it too is that there's just so much misinformation around it. They like the number of people. I mean, I was maybe twenty-one. 2021 in the air force and i thought that having a br- like putting on a brace or or a knee sleeve was is such a common thing for runners and i like what you said about i've never heard that before i like what you said about how if you're if you're in the sun like you you don't want to like put on a blindfold and you don't and uh like when you're running you don't want to basically mute your ability to sense the ground it's really cool that you put it that way and it, and it kind of plays into um what we're talking about as far as like the technicality or the um, the, the challenges of CrossFit is that it just in terms of like developing a neural connection to what it is that you're doing um, I think the problem with, with beginner training is that there's like there's Zumba and there's like there's like
2: there's so many s- avenues of fitness there's so many different
0: yeah. avenues of fitness but the biggest intention around them a lot of times is always to make it less boring because beyond guys like us who have very specific training yeah. like we get off on what we're trying to do because we have specific numbers that we're trying to hit yeah for most people, they're just trying to get healthy. Yeah. So then, to them, it's like they don't care if they're walking around the block after dinner, yeah. which is one, and that's a nice start, certainly. Or if, it's beneficial for
2: a lot of people. It is especially it's a good start. And you know, nowadays, where yeah. obesity is very high in America. And that's Playboy. actually,
1: that's actually uh, why I, my way of training, I yeah. call it New exists. so N-E-U-X-I-S-T, N-E-U is the neurological side, X is for cross-training, I-S-T is kind of like Exist in the beginning, I like um, it. but there's seven components broken in three parts. Uh, so, the average person you know, doesn't know how to work out, and uh, the way of training that I have, it kind of adapts to everyone, where the end is more specialization, so uh, seven components. The first component is the mental component, most important. Uh, the next section, which is going to be the next three, so it's going to be your, uh, your foundation, your fitness foundation. So cardiovascular base, uh, strength base, and flexibility, mobility, okay. so that's your foundation that everyone needs. They need the mental side, and they need that second part of the, uh, the strength. Uh, mobility, flexibility, and the uh, cardio. I like side. how
2: you put mental side first. Oh yeah. yeah, well most important. It actually deserves its
1: own yeah. section. Yeah. Then the final part is more specialization. It's gonna be more calisthenics, you know, body movement, mm-hmm. uh, more skill learning, and then functional application. So f- three parts, first one's the mental, own section. Second part's fitness foundation, uh, including that mental side. So the three parts, strength, mobility, and uh, cardio, uh, endurance. And then the last one is the specialization. So uh, the general public, if they just have that fitness foundation that they work on building, they're good but then uh, adding on the skills, so learning a new skill over time, you know, constant learning, constant mm-hmm. growth, uh, learning how to apply your, your way of training, the functional application, so applying that in daily life. Like if you're a grandma, for example, and you have a grandson, you have to pick up and turn and put in the car um, the CAFS course that I took, the one for physical yep. therapists, uh, certification in Applied Functional Science. It spoke specifically about that, and it was very interesting. Um, it's just taking that movement and training that movement. So if your grandma who has to pick up their kid, you literally train cane, lifting, cane, lifting, yeah, lifting up, and, up and, and turning, and turning. To, to help as your grandson gets older to be able to, you know, prevent injuries and, and yeah. be doing that movement more efficiently. So um, <laughs> the final section of my my hybrid training. Uh, breakdown is the specialization, the yeah, body movement you know, more body awareness, uh, calisthenics, getting your body through a space, um, the skill learning, so always learning as I mentioned and how to apply your fitness foundation. So the seven components and I feel like it's perfect, I just have to finish the first product which has an educational component because there's a gap in the market there as well, but also I need to uh, fix my lower cross syndrome and perform on the next level so I have a lot to prove as yeah. well. I like around. how you
0: broke it down um, by using that example of the grandma because um, fundamentally the, the the idea behind what I am trying to do with my primal being is, is very similar in principle to what you're doing, and it's that taking all of these pretty in-depth, like nerdy principles and applying it to day to day. Because really, 90% of the gen of Gen Pop doesn't give a shit about any of this stuff no. that we're talking about, and really, it's just about having a better quality of life and so for me for example like right now both mark and i are playing around with like putting in a lot a lot of mass like i'm normally used to competing in the 165 uh, weight class of powerlifting and mark you're you, you have to nope. be like yeah. live because yeah. he's a swimmer yeah. um but because of where we are at the moment um we're putting on a lot of weight and the benefit of that is that, like, i mean fundamentally for a bodybuilding it's like of course you want to put on a lot more mass it looks more aesthetic and all that yeah. stuff but um to, to make it more um applicable I'm also a nurse. And the thing about um, extended stays in the hospital is that your, um, one, hospital food sucks.
2: Yep. <laughs> Sorry, hospitals. Um, but also- um, That's a statement. That's not-, that's not it, you it's, know, a, it's a statement of fact. True, yeah, it's a statement of fact. It's it not an opinion.
0: Unless you're like some like luxury hospital. And then two, um, extended stays tend to be one of the biggest contributors to people's um, declining health because you don't have enough uh, protein stores. And muscles actually serve as a, as a very potent protein source. It's not just aesthetic. So actually, as you get older, the more, the more muscle mass you can accumulate as you get into your older years, the more protein that you can potentially have. Because just in case you break a hip, because you don't have the proprioception and a neurological connection to your body to be able to actually move in space properly, one day you might dislocate a hip, you'll have an extended stay in the hospital. you have to eat shitty hospital food. And your body mass will go down and your health will, do, will go down because you don't have the essential building blocks to produce the hormones and things that you need to, be, uh, 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 to recover properly. And so that's why building, putting on muscle mass is not just about aesthetics. And learning all these neurological things and, and understanding these principles is not just about being strong or showing off on Instagram or, or being able to like be cool uh, amongst your nerdy powerlifting or CrossFit or weightlifting or what have you friends. It's, it's about more than that and, and that's sort of why like, that's why I, I always want to sort of be the Rosetta Stone between the nerdy conversation and then the practical application to you. Um, and, and I like what John's doing and developing what he's doing with New Exist. It's taken a lot of time because he's got a lot of things on his plate. He's also trying to prove the concepts himself. himself. Um, but I mean, I think that's kind of an indication of a good trainer because most trainers just kind of focus on get
2: bigger yeah get stronger yeah. like why yeah. <laughs> like what does that matter yeah. to yeah. me exactly As just a, like yeah. uh 45 they don't really old explain it like i mean even when i was swimming like they never explained it like why why do i need to get faster why why am i why am i doing a zillion pull-ups yeah. after practice like yeah. I, I don't understand they're just like well it's gonna help you swim faster but why yeah so they never really explain that stuff so now that i'm older now i understand the science behind why we do certain movement patterns it all makes sense now
0: yeah so and you reap the benefits of it yeah. Um, I'm kind of wrapping up here because we've got some things to do and John's going to kind of like tapering off He's <laughs> he, John has like about a twenty minute like, like human interaction. So, yeah, yeah, human interaction. Uh, I'm more uh, introverted. Yeah, yeah. Foda, my it's time. the crash? Yeah. Yeah. And so if, he, if he's ever on your show, he's gonna put that in his rider yeah. <laughs> He also wants just the green M and M's. No, just no. the green. He doesn't want anything else. None of the other. Games. Don't, uh, call, him don't legs
2: call him chicken legs.
0: Do not call him chicken legs. Don't call him chicken legs unless it's in the privacy <laughs> of like your show. Um, but, but I, I, yeah I talk about all this stuff because I mean the reason why we bring a lot of stuff to you guys is, is it's not just about um, being strong and, and looking cool and like doing superhuman feats it's all within everybody's reach but it's but beyond that it's like most of your new trainers are gonna be like I just need you to get stronger Betty I just need you to like do more squats like why are you doing more squats and unfortunately not enough newer trainers because they're new understand these principles and it's not until you get to, to later on when you get injured or you have issues that come up from your from your just learning over time or, or, or a mix of those two. Like I, was, I, I always thought sports and training was like sort of a blockhead thing. And now I find myself diving deeper and deeper into it because it does benefit you in the long run and gives you a greater quali- quality of life find something that's gonna that you're gonna focus on like if if watching john helps you learn to be able to climb a tree so that you can chase your grandkids when you're older or swim with them the way that like mark can then let that be the thing that guides you forward instead of just like i'm gonna learn how to basketball 500 500 million pounds because that stuff is cool but it really doesn't serve you no do you have any uh, final words and where people can reach you?
1: Uh, yes. My main website is johnsimos.com. so J-O-N-S-I-M-O-S. Uh, if you're hungry, get to greekfood.com. <laughs> and, he does uh, a lot of things. And, uh, oh. oh, oh, what is this? Oh, oh what? Oh, oh, it's my book. Oh, he wrote what oh a coincidence! <laughs> what a coincidence. He's an author. What? <laughs> if you need to, uh, if you feel like taking a road trip.
2: Let's get higher. There if you, you feel like,
1: where's the oh? Yeah, so if that. you feel like taking a road trip, uh, HowToRoadTripAmerica.com. It uh, simplifies the planning process and uh, helps you pack rules and guidelines to follow. Uh, road trips can be amazing, and most people do them the wrong way. So yep. check it out. It's on Amazon. Uh, and that's it. Thank yep. you for having me yep. on, the, uh, of course. on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I finally made it. It was funny. <laughs> um, I, uh, He's in the background <laughs> all the time. <laughs> a lot I'm, of our shows. I finally by. made it on the show. <laughs> you know. Mark told me, he's like, we'll wait until you get bigger to be on the show. Yeah. There was the time I was doing a lot of running and no,
2: yeah. no weights. <laughs> so finally, not, well, I made it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but he did win the Hercules hold, okay? Little 178 pound John Simos won the Hercules hold at a strongman competition with people who are a lot bigger than he is.
1: Thank you. It yeah. was, uh, I placed fourth overall, it was the Tampa Bay Classic. Um and I uh, weighed in at 173. I don't know if the scale was 100 accurate. No. Uh, maybe it was a pound or two off. Yeah. But weighed in at 173, and uh, I was in the 198 weight class. And I'll do a lot of heavy holds, which people don't often do. So when it came time to the Hercules hold, um, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I was I was, was like, it
2: more mental than physical, or was it uh, equally parts both?
1: I'd say equal, but definitely. Um, yeah, I'd say equal, but the mental part obviously yeah. uh, is at least half because um, I was holding it and it felt uncomfortable and I wanted mm-hmm. to let go 30 seconds in, yeah. but I was like, nah, this is my thing.
2: I was yeah. like, my holds are my thing. I'm not letting go. I, I feel like when, with like physical strain like that, and like, I always equate it to like the last, last lap of a uh, of race for me, um, swimming wise. Cause like, I, I tell people all the time, I like, I do not breathe the last lap of a race. And like, why? It's like, takes 30 seconds for oxygen to get to your muscles. You can stay disciplined for less than 30 seconds. You, you know? You, you see there, how, how bad do you want it? he's like, you're not going to yeah. pass out. And if you do pass out, you're going to make your way to the wall anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just how bad do you want to touch the wall first? Oh, man. Don't be
0: That's a whole different. I, I think you're going to have to come back. <laughs> you're going to have to come back for another show because the mindset is a whole different set of things that we haven't discussed. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely something we need to talk about. You have um, to be a
2: little crazy to be at the level that we are. Uh, so, just yeah. a little bit. You just, and a willingness just to accept that. Yeah. You
0: know, cool. Yeah. All right. Well. If you want to find me, that's gonna be uh, my primal being. If you want to look uh, look into the training side, that's so. Instagram shut me out of my old account, so I had to create a new one. So it's my period, primal period being. Um, if you're interested in talking about any of the stuff that we talked about, uh, I'm, I'm, I sort of like to behave, act like the go-between from like the nerds, the people that just want practical application for things. So feel free to reach out to me, but if you want more specificity, I could always hand it over to these guys. Yeah. Also, if you're interested in the production side of things, I also run, th- I'm not being rude, the reason why I'm texting is because I have somebody behind the scenes who's managing the cameras, and I have to keep in communication yeah. with them to make sure things are good to go. Yeah.
2: Um, you can too. find me at mcox91 on Instagram. I'm also at the same uh, username on Parler, and I'm not using Facebook anymore because i pissed a lot of people off. So, um, but that's a topic for another discussion. Gotcha. And where can where do people find the show? You can find it on Instagram at Florida's Fitness Podcast. And, uh, yeah, and uh, feel free to DM us any questions, any show requests. Uh, we'll definitely put this uh, show in the story and in, um, obviously, this episode on YouTube and in the on the feed post headline, so... Whatever it's called. What is it called yeah. now? Yeah. It's feed, still, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Mark's take, still yeah. technically on
0: Facebook through uh, Florida's Fitness. But yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's it. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: You really don't want to yeah. be friends with me on Facebook right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Hey, guys. About chicken legs. <laughs> that, was, that was a good <laughs> one. That's, uh, I know. I know. Yeah, but it's recording here and it's recording audio though, so it's good. That was a good episode Yeah, cool. yeah. thank you for me on.
1: That was cool yeah, I wasn't like going to butcher you yeah. No, I thought you were yeah. I think expecting-